Hello, all my cool cats and kittens. Welcome to episode 9 of the Loftcast, a.k.a. Laughing with Loft, a.k.a. <laughs> you're missing the point. Welcome to You're Losing the Point. This is an emergency podcast. Uh, this is Thomas Bradbury here, along with... And this is Jake Loft. Welcome to the show, You're Missing the Point, episode 9. I let Thomas do an intro right there, but uh, I also just did another one because I was, I was, it's not his show. <laughs> It's both um, of our shows. So I'm we get to both get to do an intro. What's up, Thomas? I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to talk about how angry I am with the government. What about, what, what about the government <laughs> are you angry about this time? I'm going I'm I'm to start off with certificate of need laws. This is, <laughs> this is a, such a fringe niche That's what's issue. been burning you up. <laughs> the certificate of need laws have been bothering me for a while, but this, this crisis, this coronavirus crap has been setting me off. It, it is it is it has unleashed the all these government restrictions in our healthcare market. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, there's there's a free market in healthcare. What's wrong with it?" No, there's no free market there. The the healthcare market is so bad, so government controlled, and certificate certificate of need laws are like the perfect example. Certificate of need laws, you don't want to know what they say. They say, "If I'm a hospital, I have to prove how many beds I can have in my hospital. And you know what's happening in all these states? There's these little projectors right now. And they show how many beds till we're at capacity, how many beds. And it says, oh, we're like a thousand beds behind once we get to the peak date in two weeks from now. Well, and so now what you're, are you telling me that you, you don't think that the hospitals should have to prove that they need the beds? They should just be able to hold on to them. They, can, they should be able, a hospital knows better than the government how many beds it needs to use to have optimal uh, the economy for it, the um, usage of... A hospital's not going to just put in new beds blindly. They're, they're going to do it with a purpose. Now, and here's the on. problem. They're hoarding the beds. They are not hoarding the beds. They're going to hoard the if beds. If anything, according, according to Trump, they were hoarding the masks. The unions were hoarding <laughs> the masks. And that was a real story. That's a real story this week. That's how much we have lost our fucking minds here. Oh, that you know what I think is interesting about, <laughs> about that is, so this is sort of like a certificate of need type deal, but it isn't a law. I saw today that Elon Musk is going to give all the uh, give out ventilators. Or yeah, yeah, Elon Musk is developing ventilators. About time, and he's giving them out for free. About time he did something positive and, and he, for the he, American people. He's, he put up just be behind schedule. Yeah. on producing his vehicle. Oh, I thought this was cool. This was oh man, the media was convinced that he wasn't actually going to do anything, and they were hassling him about it. And he shows up, and he said he he put it on Twitter. He said, "DM me if you need them. You have to prove that you need them, though." So that's like a certificate of need, but it's the but there's no jail time involved. You just won't get a you won't just get, you won't get a Tesla ventilator. I also got to shout out Brooks Brothers, my maybe favorite clothing like a, company, it, maybe it looks making like masks. Mike Lindell, the my oh, pillow guy, the my media lost masks, their mind. The most He's comfortable masks, masks I mean, you've ever seen. I they're probably they're probably fantastic. I got to say. Um, the media losing their mind over that just exposes that the media doesn't care about the actual news. They just want to create controversy. They want to say that because this guy advertises on Fox News that he can't have a voice and he can't produce any goods for the American people, especially in a time of crisis. What I think is more crazy is, again, go back to the certificate of need laws. This stuff's insane. Uh, it, it, during normal times when there's not a crisis... 
we have the government coming in and saying, oh, you can't have enough beds. You, you can only have the government-mandated ones. And this is how bad it is. The Washington, D.C. City Council, and I know this because I work on this, Washington, D.C. City Council told a group they wanted to give eyeglasses. Eyeglasses, of all things, to all school children that couldn't see that we're having a tough time doing anything. They want this group wanted to give free eyeglasses, free, no charge to urban youths, to everyone who had a need. The government had to come in and say, "Oh, you're not actually applicable to our certificate need laws." The fact that the government has to come in and approve free eyeglasses rather than just letting an enterprise operate that provides free eyeglasses in Washington D.C. That you know that is a, that is a great point. This crisis has allowed the government to control what businesses do an awful lot. Like we've got, but it's interesting. They're sort of doing it on their own, but they're doing it like sort of as like a worshiping of like the government almost. Like so, it's like when like General Motors, who I guess isn't or is or isn't doing the ventilators anymore. I don't know, but like. These companies have like totally changed their their product offerings in a business that they're not even in. Uh, out of the out of, I don't know if it's a willingness to to sell the products. Right, they're not giving it away for free. This is a good business opportunity. Maybe they're all corrupt. Maybe all the businesses out there are corrupt, like they've always been saying, and that's why they're making these ventilators. But I don't think so. I think it's because uh, of all this um, government pressure. First of all, I bet Trump's been calling these CEOs. He's like he's trying to get these guys to turn their assembly lines into healthcare product manufacturing facilities instead of cars or air conditioning or whatever. Didn't they say the last but time they in, did stuff like this was like war time? This is like the war. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it wasn't <laughs> but, this but is the like, invisible enemy. But it's like the say. same yeah. job, though. It's like yeah. these guys that work at these factories are like machinists, right? They know how to use machines to cut things yeah. into the shape. Yeah, and then, the, then there's Then some other company, <laughs> the, right, earlier, we're talking about movies recently, and uh, Thomas thought this Christian Bale movie was called The Machinist. Is that what you said? The yeah, Christian Bale goes through the most extreme stuff with his movies. He is the method actor we need. He he dropped down to like 120 pounds for The Mechanist and then came back and was weighing like 220 to play Batman in The Dark Knight. Right, yeah, it that's amazing. That's hilarious there's, stuff, there's except of this. It's, it's, it's The Machinist. And then, and um, then, and and then he, another <laughs> movie I watched recently, Vice... He he grew up to be like 260 pounds to play Dick Cheney, and that was an amazing, uh, amazing thing that he did. The the man is a method actor. Vice wasn't that good. His performance wasn't that good because it wasn't as serious as a movie as he's used to playing. He usually has these deep character drives. In Vice, he didn't have it. But I will say his body transformations. This man knows what he's doing. I'm a big Christian Bale fan. Yeah, Christian Bale is cool. Uh, and so in The Machinist, you played a guy that ran a machine. And so there's these guys out here that know how to run machines, so they're just going to cut the products differently. And then they hire these consultants out there who make ventilator software, and then they plug it in there. It really is not that not that big of a deal to to convert your company to make all of this. I think it's a big deal. I don't think it's that I big think it's deal. Especially big deal. if they're robots. Especially if you know these automotive facilities are You the, have a bottom line you gotta meet in the yeah, general times. Well, but who's buying a car right now? 
Who can even travel to a Right, co-op, nobody. You know? That's why they're going to sell ventilators to the government. That's what the problem <laughs> yeah. is. It's, it's not out of the goodness of yeah, their hearts. Yeah, I didn't suggest that, that it was, but well, at least they are. But like what it, I'm saying is they're, they're, they're not they, doing it out of the goodness but of their hearts. Least they need to make a profit. It's like a great, the it's like a great example. They have all the infrastructure. Maybe it is corrupt, but it's still it's a great example of the free market. Self-interest. Yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like the free market has like got these companies to like do something else. It's like Good. In, it's like in Prohibition, Anheuser Busch and other like beer companies sold year, their yeast to bakers and stuff to keep afloat. So these guys are now just using their robots that put cars together to put ventilators together. Totally not a problem. And then as a in the hand sanitizer donating, too. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, the, doing the, uh, the bottles of water in pasteurizes. Yeah, pasteurizes. And AB, the Chinese corporation that it is now. Wait, no, it's no, not it's Chinese. Belgian. Belgian, man, yeah, yeah China on the mind. It's Belgian. Uh, you know, China has just been so corrupt during this. I don't know what's. I don't know what's true over I there. Don't, anymore, I don't know right? what's Isn't true. That crazy. The World Health Organization interview where they're asking about Taiwan. I mean, everything is so bad right now with China. China has just been corrupt through this entire dealings. But what I'm going to say is AB was doing the right thing during this crisis and doing the right thing during past crises, giving um, during the hurricanes, they were giving, uh, they were using their, they were doing canned water, you know, they were doing great stuff. And even if it is just self-interest and showing that they would just want positive uh, PR, you know. I'm okay with that. They're doing the right thing at the end yeah, of the day. Everybody wins. It's everyone okay to make wins. money. It's <laughs> their public relations department. Everyone yeah. wins. <laughs> they, yeah, their job, they what, still are employing their, their people. Every, it's this is what self motivation yeah. is. It's beautiful. It really this is, is a nice thing market. to see. The invisible man <laughs> guided them to make hand sanitizer oh, of all things of right all now. Things. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, I want to call out the corruption, Everybody's but making the masks. Time, it's like, yeah, of course I'm making masks. It's the only business there <laughs> it's is It's the only thing in. I can sell. I'm an entrepreneur. I'll sell anything. It's just a coincidence that I happen to sell pillows. I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even go to a mall to buy a Brooks Brothers shirt, right. but I'd... No idea. I'd sure as hell be rocking that mask if it had the tartan. I hope they're putting you know, their logo beautiful. on it. Yeah. I would, <laughs> if, if, if Brooks Brothers releases a mask... With their logo on it, I'm wearing a mask every day. I mean, that is fashion. Oh, yeah. All fine with that. Yeah, but so that's an interesting thing to see. We've been, we have been locked in our homes for two, more than two weeks We're losing our minds now. is what, what he um, means to say. Yeah. Oh, no. I have, you know, we've been keeping ourselves busy. We we've have been a, painting. a lot of stuff to do. We, we're artists now. We've taken up painting. Thomas was once a painter. He, I painted one in a, work in a past life. He was yeah. a, an artiste, yeah. as they say. Uh, but why don't you tell me about that, Tommy? Give me a, give so, me a synopsis of your work. So one time I painted a blue painting, and it was during my blue period. And I started going to the bars, and I told all the all the women at the bars, I said, "Hey, uh, actually, I'm a painter," and uh, I said that was like my livelihood. But people saw my painting and they were like, that's cool. And they offered to pay me. So I could be a professional artist, but I'm not willing to paint for other people. I'm painting for myself. And so during this crisis, I decided to go to the art store. This was before the lockdown orders. This was like a week, two weeks ago. 
It has been time just blends together. Anything? Um, yeah, this has been like a no, week. That was the same day that we got the pink Whitney. So, um, like, I don't know. That was a Saturday. I can't even remember time. This that is was, how bad the crisis. That is. was a week. It was like ten days ago. This is like two weeks ago. Yeah, I went to the art store. I got some. I, I already had this big canvas. I'd been meaning to paint this for a while, um, and I used white, red, and pink, and I mixed the three together. And I, I had my red period. And someone told me it looks like human flesh. I said, no, it looks beautiful. And if you line up the blue painting with the red painting, it is a gorgeous sight. And maybe one day I'll sell them. But for right now, I'm just very content with the blue painting hanging on the wall. And I'm going to frame both the blue and the red painting. I'm going to use some money out of my paycheck to frame them both because uh, they're unique. I mean, who else could have painted them? Only me. You should use your $1,200 check to contribute to the arts, just like the rest of it. I, you know, my tax dollars are already contributing. You just said that to set me off. $25 million <laughs> to, for the Kennedy Center to lay off 60% of their staff? I mean, if, if they're just like anyone else, they should be paying their, their people in a time of need just so their people can get through. Do you not think the Kennedy Center has an endowment that's large? I mean, I haven't even seen the numbers, but I'm sure oh, I, they. I have don't know an what it is, but did you see that they laid off the the musicians? Even after of course they, got they the laid money? off the musicians. Yeah. Who, who else is playing <laughs> there? And I think I think the Kennedy Center has been exploiting musicians for years. I think they're like. Um, I don't know how much I should get into this, but I had a coworker play at the Kennedy Center, and I went and saw it, and it was awesome. Is the Choral Arts Society? I'm already saying too much. <laughs> but it was, it was awesome. The German ambassador was there. Oh, it was yeah. a nice Christmas time thing. And I asked him, I was like, how much are you getting paid for this? He goes, nothing. And he's like, it's just, uh, it's just cool to be a member of the society, you know? It's, to, to people that are playing there, it's more important to be playing at the Kennedy Center than to get, be getting paid. I paid money to go see that concert. Isn't that wild? Yeah, somebody got paid from that. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people got paid. Yeah, well, you yeah. Know, ticket I, I takers, think the Kennedy Center popcorn makers should give their money back. I think uh, there was a representative just uh, just recently that was like, and Steve Scalise got on board, and he's like, "Hey, give your twenty five million back." And I'm like, "Obviously, you should give your twenty five million back. You're the least essential service. Have you been producing masks? Have you been producing ventilators? What does the Kennedy Center provide right now? They're just a they're a venue." No, we provide more art right now than the Kennedy Center, and you know I've been putting I, out paintings. And, and I would tell you, I think you should maybe listen to that critic. You know, who said that uh, your your red period was more of a human flesh concept, uh, because she was actually right about the virus. She was uh, she really? was warning, yeah. So she was warning me. And How long ago? Uh, it, possibly December, definitely in January. And wow, we, it was around the that's before it got to America, it, right? It was around the same time that you got that. Uh, that um, uh, product from China, that that jersey. That, yeah, I got, yeah, you got I, a Nationals jersey. So I don't want to violate any copyright and trade agreements, but it's not an official. It doesn't look official in any way. It just happened to be from China, um, and we made. And I can't. I home respect and I made intellectual a, property. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm sure. going to say here. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody respects intellectual property more than the "You Are Missing the Point" podcast. We are we're we are intellectual. The properties. second someone releases a podcast right. called "The Point," we are going to be take them we're right going to tell them why they're missing yes, it. No chance will we let them survive. So that whenever you got that, whenever that 
incident that may ha- might have happened. Uh, whatever. Did could've... they tell you that? No, that's... they were mad at Thomas for getting the jersey. Yeah, we talked about that. So that was no the, way. Yeah, that's we amazing. totally did. Yeah, so that was uh, whenever that was January. Yeah, that's whenever she I've was been, telling me about. I've it. Been I remember New Jersey in we, a while. We did. We gathered around the computer and we're like, "Look at that! Look at that! Wuhan, China. Never even heard of it. There's a virus there. No way." And that was it. And Probably government created. Yeah. Probably of the bat Who knows? virus. Who knows? They're, came they're thinking the it bats, came. Everybody. They're thinking it came out of a bat, and now now they're they're having these um, open air markets with all the animals, and they're still doing them. Yeah. They're still doing them. They just reopened them. Well, How they, crazy they, is that? Well, they said that there's How no more. They said that? there's no more cases. Ugh. I yeah. hate that. So you've been painting. I've been painting. I've got. I made a rocket ship on a moon, and that's my second painting ever. My first painting, which was I also made this week, um, it's more of a more of a Lion King <laughs> vibe, you know. Um, People wouldn't say that. Just, <laughs> well, you can't listen to what people say. Like they gotta listen. Last to time us. I saw someone look at you, that painting, they go, "Are you supposed to turn it? Is that when I'm gonna see what it is?" Oh my god! No, you can see it right when you look at it. It is. It speaks to you if you if you know how to listen. And you know, so I've got that. I've got the rocket ship. Maybe I'll go into the business. I've only done apparently the red painting and the blue painting, and. Um, so I, have, I have two, I have two more canvases, and what I'm going to do is my... So I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with this girl. She's... A, well, not a girl. A woman. She's a, she's a Catholic school teacher. She's an art teacher in St. Louis. And she told me... She goes, you're drawing... Um, there's, there's a word for it. It's not abstract. It's uh, non-objectionist. Oh, oh, it's not... Is that right? No, that's non, not right. Non-objective. Non-objective. Non-objectivist. <laughs> yeah, non-objective no. art. No, she we're, said, not, we're been... not talking about Ayn Rand here. We, we're pro-objectivist. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're pro-objectivism. Your, your art um, is non-objective. <laughs> always. Yeah. Um, she told me, she's like, you've been painting non-objective art, and you've been calling it abstract, and that's wrong. And I go, this is why I have a friend that is in with the arts, and so I'm going to do a self-portrait. I haven't told anyone this. Oh. I'm telling the pod. This is, an, ex- this this is, is an exclusive. Very nice This is news, a. This Thomas. is a. You're missing the point exclusive right here. Oh, uh, the doorbell is The ringing. doorbell. This is a you're missing the point exclusive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a self-portrait. And um, it's going to be rough. I've never painted anything that's, that's real. But... I mean, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really gonna put my heart and soul into this one, because what else is there to do? I've been. I've been working away like a dog, because like I'm sitting at my desk. I mean, what else is there to do? There's nothing else to do. I've been working. I've been. You know, I'll paint. Right. Well, I ordered a board game that's gonna come here. We're gonna start a nice game. Of I hope risk that doorbell was Friday. for risk. I'm, no, I'm ready that to would risk. Be nice. No, it's not. I'm ready to risk Friday. it all. You can't get anything uh, in like any amount of time right now off the internet. Huh, which I guess is a good thing under this sign of the free market, but I I can't get anything. Hey, that was a great episode. Hey, hope you guys are all enjoying. This is You're Missing the Point with Jake Loft and Thomas Bradbury. Hope you guys have a great quarantine, and we're just going to keep keeping it real.